veteran and his emotional support Canadian scream into the void about the Mormon church. If you want to reach us, we are on Instagram at notsopeterpriesthood. And you can email us at notsopeterpriesthood at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy! Bye! Uh, oh, we've yeah. already lost because they can't stand our giggling, right? Oh, that's right. <laughs> and we're not funny. <laughs> we're not funny. No. Well, it's a funny thing nobody's ever said to me. <laughs> no, I get introduced to people and they're like, "Oh, this is my friend Dusty. She's really funny." And then I'm like, "Oh," and I'm like, "Well, you can't say that. Like, it just has to come naturally." Now yeah. I'm like, "Little like, oh, joke." <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "Come on, Dusty, tell us a little joke." Dance, puppet dance. Dance. <laughs> I got nothing funny right now. <laughs> anyway, how's it going? How you doing? I'm good. It's been a good weekend. I just, you know, had a crazy day on Friday, but, you oh. know. Just Jake out here just saving lives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> my <laughs> boss had an episode in medical emergency and I stepped into action. That was kind of, it was wild. It's almost like you have military training or something. Oh, weird. So weird. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> I was pretty proud of myself, though. I was like, yes. <laughs> As you should be. As you should be. I'm proud of you. Also, the listeners, listeners are proud of you. Um, he's okay. There's, okay. There's no worries there. <laughs> a, yeah. Anyway. That's good. I'm glad he's okay. Well, are you ready for a wild ride today? <laughs> I mean, it's always a wild ride with you, Dusty, so, you know. I know, I know. <laughs> I know. It's just, you signed up for it when we became friends, so I don't know what yeah. to tell you. And I made it even an extra layer by making you co-host of this, so. This is all your own fault. This is all your own fault. Okay, well, um, as most people oh, probably know. Dusty has the subject today. I am going to just sit back and relax and (laughs) enjoy the ride. Everybody take your seats. We're going to start off with him number... No. (laughs) It is the Sabbath today. It is the Sabbath. (laughs) Some Sabbath morning, as Sarah always says. (laughs) I love when she sings. It just, like... I know. (laughs) Makes my soul happy on such a weird level. And then her poop jokes, yes. Oh, her poop jokes are my favorite. I feel seen. <laughs> I also have my guess, so I feel seen when she tells poop jokes. I'm like, I got you, girl. I got you. I completely understand. <laughs> IBS solidarity. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> poop jokes forever. <laughs> Fart jokes forever. It's a poop safe zone here. <laughs> this is a poop safe <laughs> God. Anyway, let's go with the, the topic. <laughs> okay, so the LDS Church has made a new. Um, they've hired a new director of PR management. I believe is his actual title. No, communications managing director. His name is Aaron Sharanin. Sharanian. Sher- Sher- <laughs> right, we discussed this before recording. No, I'm really bad with. I'm like really bad with names. I don't know what my problem is. It's okay. I'll just. I'll just. You just say Aaron, and I'll say. I'll just type in Sharanian. Sharanian. Yep. Sharanian. Like the yep. Divinians. Sharanian. Okay, I got yep. it now. Okay, I have to like make a correlation in my brain, or I'll forget. I'm always like, 
you know, like Lucy with the lavender leggings or something to forget <laughs> to remember people's names. And then they change and then I'm fucked. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sherinian is the new communications managing director for the LDS Church. So who is he? So who is he? He's a global communications specialist. He was educated at John Hopkins School of Advanced International Studies. And his previous employment was the Deseret Management Corporation. What is the Deseret Management Corporation? I'm going to guess that they do stuff with like Deseret Book, right? Yeah. Like their PR type stuff no any of the for-profit businesses that the church owns this is their like management corporation so they manage for-profit entities um like video um print radio uh, video production and stuff yeah yeah all that stuff that they're doing yep exactly exactly um, so they, all DMC companies operate under a unified mission to be trust, a trusted source of light and truth, influencing hundreds of millions of people worldwide. Barf, barf, barf. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he is now in charge of the PR for the LDS Church. So why do we care? Why? Do, why? Who cares? Who I don't care. Look, just kidding. No, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so on Sherinian's social media are you so proud of me i got it yeah on his social media posts there are pictures of him wearing pride shirts there's pictures of him at pride um there's a potential that one of his children identifies as queer but we're not going to go into that because that's none of our business but just he's put it out there um so he is a very divisive character because the desnats are fucking fuming because oh, i saw this in real time oh i bet you <laughs> did Twitter. i bet you did i know i just saw screen grabs on reddit because i refused to go on twitter because it's such a cesspool of it but the things that they were saying about oh yeah they're... oh my god yeah. I, I tried i didn't pay attention to it too much but it was like everybody was talking about it so i had to pay attention to it yeah but i was also just like some of the stuff i saw i was like what the fuck like you're really going online and saying this shit about somebody that's part of the church like yeah what the yeah hell? Like, i have two that i have to discuss um the first one was calling him a wolf in the hen house first of all the saying yeah. is a fox in the hen house so like check mm-hmm. yourself <laughs> but i was like this is your church, and you're on on social media. You are blatantly being like, mm, "This is the end of the world." Mm. Oh yeah. Um, and then someone said, "This is the end of society." He is anti LDS, ma'am. You just called out the entire LDS church as being anti gay. Like you just mm-hmm. told, you just tattletailed on yourself. Yeah, they're just telling on themselves. Like. I- yeah. They're just I showing was, their asses. They think that they're like show they think that they're um being uh righteous, quote unquote, mm-hmm. but and like yeah. that they're they're doing the right thing when actually they're showing the show church the for who for who it is. Yeah. 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 I just I could not like this is your he's been appointed by your prophet seers and revelators, and you're calling out I, I just could. I was like, holy crap. Maybe he, he uh, appointed them as a man, not as a prophet. Oh, maybe that's one of them. Yeah. Is that yeah. One? yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, yeah. So what do we think of him? 
what is what do you think? What what is your opinion of this individual being set in charge of the PR for the church? So I'm a little torn. I do um, what I do know of him. Like I like that he is obviously pro LGBTQ. I think that's a huge stride for. But I think even appointing him is a PR move. Like I think it's, um, and maybe are they trying to ruffle feathers for on purpose? Are they trying to like? I just I don't know what they're. I feel like, I don't know, I don't trust the church enough to be like, oh, they're just doing that. They didn't know. They mm-hmm. knew who they, they knew. who they were appointing, and they knew going into it. So there's, to me, I feel like there's like an end game to this. Like, either they're using him as like, hey, we're pro-gay. We, you know, and mm-hmm. um, interestingly, um, I just saw on Mormon Stories, they're talking about like the second of when, that we know transgender oh, individuals yeah. baptized and i just i'm wondering but then which is great it is yeah they do talk about how like it's a, a weird position of like okay you're supposed to like give up your sins and when you get baptized and you know according to them the doctrine being transgender is a sin so what are they you know like mm-hmm. it puts them in this very dichotomous situation but i think I keep looking at like the Utah legislation and how they just passed like a gender affirming care, Mm -hmm. uh, very anti gender affirming care bill, or it's like going, I don't know. Listeners can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know entirely too much about it, but like the it's moving forward. There's a lot of anti trans, especially legislation happening in Utah. So I'm thinking the church is making themselves look good. And then they're saying, oh, but the state, which is more than is still run by Mormons, the state is the one that's they're the bad guys. We're not the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, so yeah, I, we would absolutely. What this is, is that we're saying, oh, we're still pro gay, but it's the it's the state that won't let us do stuff. Our hands are tied. Yeah. I, that's what I feel like it is. Like, it's like a. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. And I also feel like that's very, um, to play devil's advocate, is to say, well, them transitioning was a sin, but once they got baptized, that washes away their sins. And so it didn't matter because it happened pre-baptism. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's kind of a loophole of them being like, mm, but we didn't, mm, yeah, it's they okay They can just now. turn their eyes away yeah. from it, which is which is really what they should be doing anyway, but... It's none of their business. Yeah. Like it's none of their business, but like... I don't know. I worry about that individual because like that's some harmful rhetoric that they still have in their doctrine. That is like, you know, how sit in the church and have people read the family proclamation to you about how gender is male and female and that there's only that you're assigned gender, you know, in your pre-mortal existence. Yeah. And then like to be like, Oh, well, fuck, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's I I worry about their mental well-being and I worry about them being held up as a tokenized individuals to the, be used as we're progressive. Yeah. I worry about that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But as far as him, I don't like he seems I mean, from what I do know, like I'm he seems good. Like I don't know like as far as the church's PR or whatever, I don't know the I don't know. Anyway, I don't know if I know enough to really have an opinion on who, him personally, but I just think yeah. that they're, they're, I do, what I do know of what, like, what I saw on Twitter is just like, and 
I don't know. Like, I know the, the Desnats are mad, so I, that makes me happy. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're like, oh, piss them off? Perfect. Must be great. Yeah. Well, my opinion is this. Um, he works in PR, in PR. He's always worked in, like, you know, managing and communications. And what a PR company does is they spin. They take their fixers. They take anything and they twist it and they turn it to make it a good thing for whoever they're working for. I feel like he's a professional liar, maybe not necessarily lying, but it's his job to make the church look good. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what he believes in personally and who he is as a person. His job is to spin the church and make the church look good. So it doesn't it doesn't matter. He could be, you know, he could be going to pride rallies and he could be supporting gay rights in his personal life, but at the end of the day, his job and what he's being paid for and anybody who works for the church has to have a temple recommend. So he has to align with it at least for the next couple of years to have his temple recommend reinstated. Right. Yeah. But again, at the end of the day, he's just a paid person and it doesn't really matter what he believes in personally because he's been hired to do a job. That's a good point. And then we're kind of seeing in real life, real time, like the cognitive dissonance that it takes to work for the church mm-hmm. and also have your own personal beliefs, mm-hmm. not really align those things. And um, it's interesting to see that he's in such a high position and that mm-hmm. they've there's such a blatant disparity between those two and what we don't normally see. Mm-hmm. I also feel the church does never does anything without seeing all the ramifications possible and there's a lot of you know the sexual abuse coming out bishops abuse coming out this is a perfect hey look over here look at the smoke over here distraction Mm -hmm. technique to get people riled up and shifting their focus while they're still dealing with this other fire that they're trying to you know snuff out they are very good at that at like um the distraction technique of Oh, but look at all this other stuff we did. Like when, um, what was that? Like when the sex abuse stuff started coming out, like mm-hmm. more and more, the, um, I kept seeing, you keep seeing more and more like, oh, the church donated here, the church mm-hmm. donated here. And it's like, well, that's great. And I'm sure that's helped them, but it's like a drop in the bucket when you really think of like the big picture of like what they've actually, what they actually could be doing for those people. Yeah. But you know, they're letting the members think that, Oh, that's not that's meh. Don't worry about that. Just don't look up. Don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. Look at the yeah. That's over here. Yeah, it feels very political. It feels very like manipulative and maneuvering in a certain way. So again, I don't think that a multi-billion-dollar corporation does anything on accident or doesn't have a plan in place as to what the ramifications of things they do are going to be dealt with. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. They have the enough power and they have enough um, people under their belt to not like to, for this to not be some like calculated move. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so there's not a lot about him. We're going to have to see what comes to be. Um, but as I was researching a little bit about him, I found some other interesting information about other people who have worked for the church in the past. So I kind of oh. wanted to fall down that rabbit hole with you. Yeah. I don't think we've ever discussed this individual before. Um, so I learned about Leonard J. Arrington. Oh. He was the very first and the very last actual historian who worked for the church. Oh. 
Yeah. So we don't have any historians that work for them. They've always it's always been a position point. held by one of the quorum of the twelve apostles. Oh. So and it, if they wouldn't have some sort of like bias. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So he's the first professional historian that has ever worked for the church. He's also the last professional historian oh. who has ever worked for the church. So it's unbelievably interesting. It's so cool. Um so I have some quotes from him. He, wait, let me tell you a little bit about him first. Okay. So he is from Twin Falls, Idaho. Oh. <laughs> Twin Tucky is uh, how I, I do Twin Tucky. <laughs> no offense to listeners who are from Twin Falls, but yes, Twin Tucky. <laughs> um, so Arrington helped establish the Mormon History, his, why did I say that weird? Mormon History Association. <laughs> Yeah. In 1965, words are really hard. My boys got a book from the library that was in French yesterday, and I'm like not well. Like I, my brain is completely fucked up now. Anyways, and he served from as its first president from 1966 to 1967. Um, after Arrington's article caused the suspension of BYU studies, BYU studies was wary of publishing any controversial material. So, <laughs> yes, he um, he wanted to get actual history of the Mormon church. He wanted to create, <laughs> create documents. He wanted to go into the archives. He wanted to address the actual history of the church. <laughs> so how sure, he this will go point. really well. <laughs> yeah. So after McKay, David O. McKay, died in 1970, the LDS church historian Joseph Fielding Smith succeeded him as church president. And this left the position of official church historian, which was traditionally held by a member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, vacant. Howard W. Hunter was chosen as the next church historian, and he formed a committee of prominent Mormon historians to discuss reorganizing the church history department. So as part of the reorganization, Arrington was appointed official church historian. Okay, so he replaced Howard W. Hunter. So it's a legit actual position committee now, right? Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Position, Wait, is yeah. Howard W. Hunter still part of the committee? I he believe just... he's part of it, but he's not like the director of it or whatever, oh, okay. right? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> uh, um, sorry, I'm just going to skip through this part. So, Arrington and his assistants were supported by a team of editors, administrative assistants, research historians, oral history experts, and student interns. It was common for many individuals to work on a project. Generally, the principal author was listed in the article's byline, but sometimes Arrington's name was used to lend a publication authority. As a supervisor, Arrington was not a skillful bureaucrat, and junior staffers complained about their exclusion from decision-making and lack of communication. Um, so that's kind of how it worked. It was like a whole, like you were an intern and you were working on these projects, everything was going on, right? So during his time in office, Arrington sponsored authors to write academic LDS church histories. Among the best known works from this new Mormon history were two general church histories, one aimed at LDS church members, the story of the Latter-day Saints, and one for interested outsiders, the Mormon experience. Mm-hmm. But don't call us Mormon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. Arrington was also granted liberal access to church archival material to both Mormon and non-Mormon scholars. Mm-hmm. Or he gave, he gave it to scholars, sorry. Um, 
Arrington continued to professionalize the archives with a systematic catalog started by Joseph Fielding Smith. This era sometimes referred to Camelot due to its open and idealistic ethos. Ooh, ethos. I love that word. <laughs> <laughs> so what the open and idealistic ethos did not last. The histories the history division's immediate supervisors, Joseph Anderson and G. Homer Durham, failed to defend the division. Spies within the department, under the instruction of Mark E. Peterson, compiled what they believed to be heretical statements and passed them along to the Twelve Apostles and ultimately the offender's bishop. So people were reading this history and saying, like, these things are not right. This is a problem. They're then taking that to the Twelve and to their bishops and, like, people were being, like, punished, disciplined for not... Pointing out speaking the truth. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Wow. God, yeah, it's nuts. Um <clears throat> my goodness. I mean, it's not necessarily surprising either, though. Like that you knew that I'm surprised that what is surprising is that they even set up this committee knowing knowing what the was problematic in there. history of the church. Yeah. Like I'm and shocked they, they even Yeah. Like yeah. but apparently they've wisened up since then because they don't allow this shit anymore <laughs> they don't allow people to dive yeah. into the real church history anymore yeah that's why when uh, ex-mormons do that it's labeled anti <laughs> yeah exactly that's exactly it yeah it's anti but it's because we're not yeah it's so ridiculous yeah. um some quotes from him our elders, Benson and Peterson, are very much in the saddle, and they do not want archival material made available to anyone. It is clear that President Benson will not stand for our real history, and since he is next in line, the president of the Twelve, we are in a powerless position, and no one wishes to consider our own rationale. The question for me is, shall I retain the job and try to write history which will be approved by the church, or shall I resign and continue to write real history? Mm. That's what Arrington said? That's what Arrington said, yeah. These are <laughs> part of his journals. Um, Arrington wrote that elders Benson and Mark E. Peterson want glorious stories of the restoration of the gospel unsullied by discussion of practical problems and controversial evidence. They want prophets without warts, revelation direct from high in pure vessels. They want faith-promoting stories and moral homilies. They feel strongly and will oppose all our books written as we understand history. Wow. <laughs> the thing that's also going through my mind right now is that this is like during the time of our like our parents were like you know, yeah. younger and like they, I don't know. I just I keep thinking of like that generation and how that's like oh did they know did they know any of this that was going on? Probably not. Probably not. No, because it was so. Oh, it's just so culty. Yeah. Um. So there was like a rule, I, oh my goodness, where you had to, you had to take your notes. If you were in the archives, you had to take handwritten notes. You could take anything out of the archives. And then those notes before you could take them out had to be approved by, before they could be taken out of the building. How he got away with taking things out of the building is he used a typewriter with carbon paper. So he would, he would give the main copy and then he would take the carbon copy with him out of the building. Oh, that's that brilliant. Sneaky? I know. I was like, oh, what? 
<laughs> that house had so many notes that had not been approved, but he still had them. Oh. I know. Insanity. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, so he kind of pissed off. A, he kind of pissed off a few people. Um <laughs> The church transferred its history division to BYU in 1982, ending the era of open LDS church archives to a close. Working in a new BYU division, the Joseph Fielding Smith Institute for Church History, brought Arrington into a more static situation as he no longer divided his time between church headquarters and BYU. In February 1982, he was privately released as mm. church historian and director of the history division. These positions were assumed by Durham, who said that moving the team would save them from the increasing hostility from the Twelve Apostles. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, at the April 1982 General Conference, the change was not formally announced, and Arrington did not receive the traditional vote of thanks for his service. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's some shady. That's like Mormon shade. Like That's like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's just it's just nuts. So, Arrington remained an active and devoted member of the LDS Truth church throughout his life. In 1982, his wife Grace died. He remarried. On February 11th, 1999, at the age of 81, Arrington died of heart failure in his home in Salt Lake. So, starting in 1999, after his death, the Mormon History Association created the annual Leonard J. Arrington Award to be distributed to Meredith's Service to Mormon History. So, they have an award in his name, which kind of is like, mm, okay. Okay. Um, prior to his death, Arrington's long history, so he has all these journals and all these family ties and paperwork, he donated all of it to the Utah State University, not to the church. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> after the papers were opened to the public in October of 2001, a small group of church historical department staff began reading through the collection for over three weeks. Thereafter, a law firm, guess who? Curtin and McConkie, mm. hired by the Church Historical Department, claimed the church owned up to 60% of the materials in the Arrington Papers due to the relevance to Arrington's tenure as church historian, and would, which would have been approximately 400,000 of the 700,000 items in the collection. So the church comes in and they're like, nope, he, these are ours. You can't have them, even though he donated them to you. They're, they're ours. We have to take them away from you. Of course they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, USU archivists believe the church would claim ownership only over the council of 12 minutes in the paper, less than one half percentage of the total collection, but no. So, um, it's just nuts. Um, before his passing, Arrington's children convinced their father to decrease the amount of time before making his diaries available from 25 years to 10 years. So he wanted everything to be sealed for 25 years mm-hmm. and his children were like, we should do it. 10 years so that they can be opened and whatever so yeah so there are um a lot of books out there that this man has been a part of that the church kind of likes to pretend don't exist don't exist oh because they contain true facts about the lds church and the utah state university owns his journals which has like those copies of the notes from the archives Mm -hmm. that were not supposed to leave the building oh shit Right, I know. I love it. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Um, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. 
Um, let's see. So yeah, his biography is the first to draw upon um, all of his diaries. It's supplemented by the author's, author's interviews of more than 100 people who knew or worked with Arlington. This is a biography of him. Oh. And it is called, oh my goodness, it's called Leonard Arrington and the Writing of Mormon History. And it was co-published by the Tanner Trust Fund, which we kind of know about the Tanners and their, um, how much they want like the actual history to be made known. So yes. it's kind of interesting how all these like ties of Mormon history and all these like characters that we know in the ex-Mormon world mm -hmm. are kind of all tied together. It's kind of interesting. Oh. That's crazy. And it's so it, they haven't had it. It blows my mind that they haven't had a church historian since 1982. <laughs> well, it's, it was a division at BYU and they completely shut down the history division in 2005. Like it doesn't exist anymore. Oh, yeah. So that's like hella reason too. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah. They were like, mm, no, we're not going to play this game anymore. No, 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 no. Yeah, what's interesting is that that's like when the internet started getting more and more accessible is when it's yeah. like in the early 2000s. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think 2005 is when I like got a Facebook account or something. Yeah, and that was like the f remember how it used to look? It was all like HTML on the side of the page. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you like had to have a college email address to even like open it. And mm -hmm. anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I digress. We're old. But anyways, I just thought that was so interesting that the church has had these prophets, seers, and revelators have hired people that have caused them controversy and problems in the past. And there's there's so many more. I just wanted to focus on him because I'd never heard yeah. his name before. And I thought that was really like that he was like, no, let's like show in the 70s. He was like, let's tell the people the real truth. Like the, yeah. we need to talk about this. And the church was like, mm -mm, nope, shut that shit down. No, let's not talk that, we don't talk about that. <laughs> don't talk about it. That was so interesting yeah. that, you know, they're supposed to be able to <laughs> speak to God. Didn't God give them a heads up? <laughs> <laughs> like maybe this isn't a good idea <laughs> right like hey by the way we're gonna talk about fanny alger if you hire this dude just saying <laughs> like, it's so funny but it just goes to like the constant the cognitive dissonance of being able to completely ignore facts written in front of you and only take your your personal beliefs and to be able to just completely disregard fact yeah i will never I, I will never get over that. I, I just can't understand it. Yeah. It's, um, well, see, and then I keep thinking, like, knowing this about, because it's interesting to see that the, like, their history of, you know, hiring people, like, this guy, Arrington, and then now Sheridan, mm -hmm. and, like, what is, so what, did they go in blindly, like they did with Arrington, or did they, like, but we, like we said before, there's yeah. no way a multi-billion dollar company would go in blindly like this. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's... I think there's, some, there's an end game, but I think you're on to something with it just being a distraction from like the oh. sexual assault allegations yeah. and sexual um, abuse allegations. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I just... <laughs> 
it's just wild. Um, I have another, did I already read this one? Sorry, when I had to restart my computer, everything like went in the wrong order. So I'm so sorry, everybody. I'm not normally, I am actually normally this scattered, but. Um, so <laughs> um, Howard W. Hunter was especially displeased with the handling of the story of the latter saints, saints in the Quorum of the Twelve because he thought they should have honored his stewardship, which was the historical department by leaving the matter in his hands he thought it was unfair and not according to proper procedure and practice in church government for elder benson and elder peterson to bring the matter to the attention of the 12 and the first presidency without consulting him so hunter got his like panties kind of like all up in a bunch that somebody <laughs> was like put in charge of things and not hands um it's kind of funny to think of these like we like used to like revere these men as these like held up prophets that were so spiritual and like could talk to God and then you read about actual interactions with them and you're like they're a bunch of fucking assholes like they're just kind of drama queens they're like yeah they're yeah. just um, and you, you never picture them being like drama like they're just yeah. they're, they're gonna be like the, everything they say is just calm and they're just always collected and they just like they have this you know the god connection whatever so yeah it's wild like i'm still blown away that like gordon b hinckley was an asshole <laughs> like <laughs> i know i can't even because he was like our it mm-hmm. still like makes me feel i'm like oh <laughs> uh. <laughs> and i just love how the Mormons are still like, don't call us Mormons. I'm not a Mormon. I don't see any Mormons here. But like yeah. all of these like books that were published under the twelve, the books that were like actually like created by the church are the history of the Mormons, Mormon story. Like just freaking. I well, and uh, I mean, we know that like that whole thing is just uh, Russell M. Nelson's like pet like pet peeve that he just wanted to get rid of the yeah. the moniker of mormons so like that was that was really the ultimate like quote-unquote revelation that he had was that like yeah no we're not gonna call you and as soon as he dies i'm pretty sure they'll be like they won't be as like up in arms about it i don't think they might yeah. even embrace the title again and be like oh yes i'm a mormon a silly you know and like we never thought that we were not Mormon. What the, I know. It's coming. Like, just, just give it a few a years. Old, now. Um, They'll bring back the I'm a Mormon advertisements on YouTube. <laughs> well, I think of this guy, this PR guy, too. I was thinking about the gospel doctrine. What is the gospel topics, whatever? Gospel es- topic essays. Yeah. Uh, essays on the, on the website, whatever. And how they're they're starting to like scrub it you know and so i'm just and yeah like, they're disappearing yeah. quick and go read them before you can't find them anymore because or they're like completely switching stuff in yeah, there. there and so like i'm wondering if that's going to be part of his like speak his shtick yeah. you know? his... oh no that 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 about fanny alger was never on the website i don't know what you're in fanny alger yeah. we don't know who she, we don't know her who that? Yeah. I don't know her. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then the um. Get your the, own What? No, not a, no. We never talked so, about that. Yeah, there's also one that just just happened. Was the um? Oh, I wasn't gonna bring this up, but the. Do it. Bring it up. Uh, what's now? I gotta find it. Um. 
I don't know if I need to, but the um, so there was an article written by the church by an uh, I don't know. I'm going to do this off the cuff because I don't know, but okay. it was the headline was um, the oh the one moment in the barn. Yeah. Yes, it's already happened. They've already changed the title of it. Yeah, I got a screenshot of it so I can. It's wild. It's so wild. This thing, like. Oh my god! Oh my god! I can't even. I gotta find it too, because now I'm gonna go off on this one. That moment in the barn is one she'll never forget. That was the name of the title, right? And had a picture yeah. of the um brass gold plates, gold plates or whatever they are. And, right? Um, they were okay. So that and then it was misleading because the article is about the. Is it about Fanny? No, it's, no, about, it's about Emma. It's about, uh, no, it's about uh, different or, Mary. Oh no, it's about Mary giving birth in the stable. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Was she giving birth? Oh, yeah. And then she saw the place or whatever, supposedly. Yeah, I, think so. and I didn't she... read the article because I didn't care. I just thought it was so Oh, I read it. And I funny. was just like, it was about Mary Whitmer's. She's cleaning the barn. And she sees the plates. And then, uh, oh, God. Now I got to, okay. now I feel like I need to find it. I don't know. Reddit was just like, yes, come into my barn so I can show you my gold plates. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh no. Ew. <laughs> It is about Mary Whitmer seeing an angel in the barn, but sounds like a teaser for a porn video. Well, that, and then it also, like, I mean, the Fanny Alger story, like, the whole that whole thing, that's what I thought it was about. So, that's do you want to know why they I named it that? that? If you type in LDS barn story, it brings up an article about Fanny Alger. Now, if you type LDS barn story, it brings up this article ahead of it. That's why they did it. Yeah. It's so tricky. <laughs> but they changed the headline yeah. to something else. I can't remember. But Now it's called... Um, oh, crap. I can't find it. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter, I guess. But yeah, yeah it was that moment in the barn. One shall never they forget. Changed it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now it's like, we didn't call it that. <laughs> so I'm like... Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yeah. We got like, screenshots, bitch. We got, we know yeah. what it was. Like we're not dumb. Oh, oh it's so. Funny. And the thing is, they underestimate Exmos a lot too. I think they underestimate that we are watching them, and that we're waiting for like that kind of stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so many people are like, this headline has to be an inside job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's <laughs> like this is amazing. The things Mormons say keeps us laughing. <laughs> That's so funny. When I saw that article, I thought about Cowdery's walk catching Joseph and Fanny in the barn as well. So yeah, people are. It's not. It's not what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it's already happening. Instagram They're already story too. Like about the on the podcast Instagram story about it, and people were like, yeah. "What is this?" <laughs> So, I was like, I will would link it, but I don't want people going there. <laughs> so. um, somebody created an an AI like romance novel <laughs> cover. No. <laughs> it's, it says the transaction. The moment in the barn is one she'll never forget. <laughs> <laughs> the transaction. Ew. <laughs> Wait. Ew. What is she? Oh, hmm. uh, I don't like that. 
So crazy. So crazy. Yeah, that yeah. was like an intro, like seeing that in real time of like, oh, oh like I can just picture like them scrambling. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, not what. Shoot, 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 shoot. No, I mean, shoot, 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 shoot. Oh crap! Oh fudge! Oh, oh fudge! Oh, oh, oh. oh Frank! Oh Frank! Oh my heck! Oh my heck! Oh. <laughs> the big shiz pile. <laughs> I had the worst fetching day. <laughs> fetching day at work today. I had to. <laughs> I had to hurry and change a headline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, Anyways, so that's that's my the short and sweet. <laughs> I love it. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so we'll see. We'll we'll keep, we'll yeah, keep we, you updated on what he does. Or, uh, yeah, Sharinian. Is that his name? Sharinian. See what he does. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see because and also especially around Pride Month, because like, they're gonna be like a Yeah. <laughs> church sanctioned Pride. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, speaking, one of the other things. Okay, maybe I shouldn't bring that up. Anyway, I will talk to that. <laughs> we can talk about that offline. Anyway, okay. that <laughs> <laughs> we should sometimes just record what we talk about offline, just for like special friends. <laughs> <laughs>